0: In the Rugby League digital content system, pun-based offences are considered especially heinous. In Sydney, Australia, the dedicated podcasters who investigate these vicious wordplays are members of an elite squad known as the Parramatta Podcast. These are their stories.
1: (laughs)
2: back to another edition of the Parrot Podcast. This week, I am joined by Bertie. Hi, how's it going? Forty. Ahoy, hoy. Ham. Yep. <laughs> and Hamish, your host. And just before we get into it, how good is rugby league?
0: Oh, it's rugby very what? good. It's very good. On top of oh. up the top of the table, it's it's everything's right, <laughs> boys. Jam-
2: yeah, but but for the Warriors being completely shit, oh. um, we'd be in our. Well, this is the first time in history that the Wests Tigers have sat first on the NRL ladder. Yeah, that's,
3: that's incredible. pretty incredible. Like, how long have they been going for now? 20 years? Yeah, it's the 20th season this year. Jeez. And what? Robbie Farrow's been playing in about 19 of them, isn't it? <laughs> Just about his 40 <laughs> no, year you know.
0: old. The 40 year old Robbie Farah, as it was famously spread on the internet.
2: That's exactly right. All right. Well, um, let's jump into it first. Very good result for the uh, junior reps. Uh, well, at least for the, the the women in
3: the junior reps. Um, uh, I was going to say a- that. Yeah, weren't very good <laughs> results for the uh, How Much In S.G. Ball, that's for sure.
2: That is very true. But let's get to the positives to start off. 46-0 at Belmore Sports Ground, uh, picking up nine tri- tries. So, Coombson with a hat trick. Um, Fua, Akabu, Patti, uh, Forset, Futialo, and Alexander also picking up a try and then five from nine off the boot.
0: She don't make um, the rules. So. She just enforce it.
2: <laughs> that's exactly right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, that, that's a fantastic outcome. And, you know, we've been saying about the women last year, it was unfortunately a very tough year for them. And it seems they learned a lot of lessons and they've brought it into this year and they've just been going strength to strength each week.
0: Maybe there's some sort of, like, tie between our Tasha Gale and our first grade team. You know, they were awful last year. First grade was awful last year, and now they're both going great guns.
4: It's pre-season training as they pretty... Yeah, those, pre- those big club
0: days, obviously, you know, working some dividends, so that's good stuff. What does that put... Then- oh, Where's oh, that put sorry. them on the table now, sorry? At third on the table. Nice. That's um. Yeah. really good. And only one win behind first and second. So really good.
2: Yeah, and only... a. How, how many weeks are left in the competition now? They've uh, two weeks.
0: Yeah, two they weeks. play
3: the Knights next week. Who are one of Who the top teams? Second. I'm yep. um, not sure they've got it after that. So yeah, they're pretty much guaranteed to.
0: Yeah, they, they uh, can't. They can't miss the finals from here. But they're also yep, looking at a top four berth and a, you know two bites at the cherry in that way in that case.
3: Oh, sorry, they have got Penrith this week and then Newcastle next week.
0: So mid tier and top tier team. Yeah.
2: All right, then into a. Um, Less than pleasing result. Eels going down in the Harold Matthews 4 to the Bulldogs 28. From memory, we got touched up by the Bulldogs last year. Was it in Harold Matts yeah, before
0: no, finals? SG Ball, we what got dusted up because yeah. um, we were playing pretty bad that year. And then um, Harold Matz was, I think we ended up winning that game, didn't we? It was one of Jake Half's better games, if I'm not mistaken. But, yeah, but
3: SG Ball definitely lost. Yeah,
0: because JP Nora was playing halfback that week, I remember, and it was an absolute yeah. bludger.
2: But in any event, uh, Kalachi with a try, um, but one to five. So um, you said, well, both of you have touched on things not feeling right, and hopefully this is the wake-up call be- before the finals. Um, unfortunately, they can't make it better next week because they'll have a bye. Um, but they'll really have to stick in for that last uh, round game.
3: The bye might I be play the table-topping Newcastle Knights, who are uh, you know usually very two very good halves there usually. Um. Yeah. So it'd
0: be a tough game to hold on to that
3: um, top eight spot because I think they're seventh at the moment. So
0: I think the um, buy comes at the right time for them, though—a chance to you know sit back and reassess. You know the issues that are going on with the completion rates, the the handling, and the execution.
3: Yeah, it's possible. Like sometimes you hear players that you know after a bad loss they want to come out and prove themselves wrong, sort of thing. Like they can. Uh, they are up to it, but yeah, I suppose, you know, at this uh, at a young age, a week off might sort of get them to stop thinking about the game for a little bit yeah. and then come back for a week just before the finals.
2: And did you ever find out what happened with the, the, the send-off or? No. No. No no info. Too easy. Well, as I said, it was probably those dirty, Um, was it Balmain? Yeah, Balmain. Balmain, yeah, yeah. And then on to the SG ball also going down, um, unfortunately, goal kicking, uh, not <laughs> um, mm. up to scratch and the difference being two um, conversions or a try. Um, so five tries to four. The Eagles' try scorer is Komalafi. Uh, is it Jonte Jr., Betham Missa? Yes, yeah, so is, exactly Beth- is it. Betham Missa, yeah. And he scored a double. Oh, and Komalafi, sorry, scored a double. <laughs> and uh, Leozu, two from
3: four off the
2: um, boot. But they were down 20 to four at the halftime break. So they fought back a fair bit in that second half.
3: Yeah, they, um first half was just absolutely woeful. That's They deserved to be down uh, 20 to four. And then even in the second half, it wasn't sort of, I think they were about halfway through the second half where they thought, oh, you know, if we actually put on some, if we hold the ball and put on some plays here, we might win this one, but... By then, just too late. They only completed 68%. Um, yeah, just a lot of, just too much drop ball.
0: So it was like reminiscent of the first grade game, except they learnt their lesson after 15 minutes and got back into the game, whereas it took the half time for the ball to get, you know, back into the mix of things, and by then it was too late. Uh, took after, after half time. Yeah, after half time, yeah. So <laughs> nah. you, you can't do that. But yeah, it's just an, yeah two awful games, after, especially yeah. after. And it gets worse heading into the next game.
3: Oh. Yeah, it was two, yeah two awful games after a really good one by the um, Tasha Gale team. So yeah, the SJ Ball have an opportunity to bounce back this week, but the helmets don't. So it'll be interesting.
0: And not to be outdone by the ball, what what did the um the fight get up to, Hamish? Well, hold on. I'm trying to I'm trying to tell you I'm trying to you up she here, brother.
2: Shield and the Ron Massey Cup, I was, yeah. I you thought know, that was a pretty I've smooth segue. a If you're hoop. not stick... Do I not post a schedule of what we are touching on? Comes down, <laughs> the shield and then the Ron Massey Cup and then the flag, then the Canterbury Cup. We've got to stick to the to our procedures as... Um, <laughs> I'm a peacock.
0: Um, you got to let me fly. <laughs>
2: Yes, well-known uh, Flyers, Peacocks. Yeah, that's awesome. right, the
1: other
2: guys <laughs> reference right there. Yeah. Um, all right, The um, in the shield, uh, Guilford Owls getting up 32-6 to six over the um, Belrose Eagles, then into the Ron Massey Cup, a shock loss. Um, and I think it was because I didn't see our, our, our man, Bo Henry, um, in that game. Um, at least he wasn't kicking the conversions. There was no um, shock. No bow Peep. No bow Peep. And that's the reason. So Schaffhausen scoring a try as with Eli Roberts and the difference being uh, two penalty goals, unfortunately. Um, so they'll learn their lesson from there and come back strong, hopefully Bo's back on the field and, and that'll be the difference. And then into, as 40 was teeing me up for, uh, an awful <laughs> result in the flag. It was going down 10 to 36. Not something we saw come com- uh, coming into the um, first round for the flag. Uh, Try scorers Shelford and Duggan, and not Schneider one from two off the boot.
0: Yeah, when you complete it, what was it, 54% I think we ended up um, ended up at? You just, you're never going to have a chance. I think we might have 52%. <laughs> I think, well, yeah, hang on, what did I, I say in my um, review? Because New South Wales Rugby, you have the team stats up, what was it? It was, we'll split the difference, it was 53%. So um, that is absolutely brutal. Um,
2: and there was a send off in this match.
0: Yeah, at, at the very end, yeah. it was 90 seconds to go, um, the game was obviously well and truly over. Um, James Porter was just cutting the ball up in you know, midway through Parramatta's last set before they were going to kick, and it was a monster collision. It looked like a shoulder to the head. I'd say it was like it happened yeah, so fast. Shoulder charge to the head, and um, immediate penalty. But then James Porter did not move for like between 10 and 15 minutes. The um the trainers were straight out. Medicab came out, and um it was awful. It took him a very long time to get him on the medicab. And um, you know, we we've heard nothing yet, and they don't give injury reports for NYC or flag plays. So unfortunately, we have to sort of wait until we get you know one of our one of our you know little connections to give us some sort of tip as to where he's at. But you know, best wishes go to James and his family because that was awful.
2: Yeah, those dirty bulldogs—they don't change, do they? No.
0: Yeah. Then, um- yeah, and they weren't even that good in the game as well. That was the thing as that, you know, we just – we literally teed the You know, we talk about me teeing you up before. They they were teed up by the eels. We turned the ball over before the third tackle for most of those turnovers. That was the thing. It was, you know, deep in our half, it just dropped the ball cold or forced a dumb offload, and, you know, we just were our own worst enemies.
2: Um, and into some good news and some unsuspecting news, yeah. uh, Wentworthville Magpies coming victors over the Bulldogs in the Canterbury Cup, 24 to 22. Uh, a last-minute conversion missed by Reese Martin being the difference at the end of the day. At, at the end of the day, yep. Yeah. Um, and in concerning signs for the uh, Bulldogs first-grade squad, a lot of these players are going to be playing first grade yeah. this week. <laughs> <laughs> we can do. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, Gulagong with a double, Greg out with a double, and bad Brad Brad Kegren. Four from four off the boot. Uh, Gulagong, I think they said, was the cousin of Latrell Mitchell on the um, and the telecast.
0: Also the nephew of Yvonne Gulagong, I believe. Yeah, the, the former um, Australian um, tennis player.
2: And so the big news coming out of this is you know all all the um, the switched on the the uh, intelligent. Eel supporters calling for Greg <laughs> L to uh, take over, make the uh, position in the first squad, uh, which.
1: Yeah. No doubt L, this
2: won't be happening.
3: <laughs> no doubt Greg had a good game. Sorry. That's a bit unfair. Are you serious? Greg.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, he had yeah, a good it game. It wasn't, wasn't the Greg guys, it It's the just, Parramatta fans.
3: <laughs> um, yeah, he had a good game, but it's what he does this week and then what he does the week after mm-hmm. that. When he's not on telly, what happens?
0: Yeah, and it, it, it's exactly right. Greg is, we all know that Greg is capable of those sort of games. And, you know, he's got sort of that David Nofaluma build, nuggety, powerful. Um, he can absolutely blow a game open, but it's the week-to-week consistency that you need to see. And unfortunately, over the last 18 months, or well, well, season a bit, sorry, 18 months, probably jumping the queue a little bit, we um, we just haven't seen it. And, you know, very, very good You know, on him to have that game on the weekend, but let's see him back it up.
2: Um, and we got to to see our new hooker. Um, he he deputised off McRib. the for Wentie. Um, so um, he put in a fairly good performance. But Brad Keegan, he really stood up yeah, off the TV. Yeah, he really um, very, very well controlled, um, and, you know, he just pinned the Bulldogs in their five-metre zone in the last um, 10, 15 minutes of the game. Fortunately, it wasn't enough to stop a seventy-three uh, a try from the Bulldogs at the 73-minute mark, but I thought he really controlled that game well. And another player that really stood out, who's a graduate from the flag last year, uh, Buttfield.
0: Yeah, the prop. He had a very good um, defensive game.
2: He he did. He was everywhere, and um, he was cutting the ball up and putting some hits on. And I remember, it, was it was it him in the the flag in the first week of the finals? Um, I think it was blowing up a fair bit because he didn't get too much time off the bench.
0: That, that does sound yeah. that does sound like something that he would have done. Yes,
2: <laughs> um, but in any event, yeah, he he quite impressed me um, on on the bench. So. If he's able to do that consistently, um, maybe next year he might be looking at some sort of upgraded deal to a
1: top 30 spot. You, you've always got a soft spot
0: for a, a prop that plays with a little bit of fire, you know, and certainly works hard off the ball, and he had a great game that way. Um, I was jumping um, on the, the – was it Nine Now? Was that their website? So I had the um, yeah. yep. the, the live stream of the game going on while I'm doing the flag updates, so sort of like jumping between the two, and it was uh, – the commentators were raving about his defensive efforts, and he got back for a couple of chip kicks and whatnot, and it's always good to see a big man with the hustle. Um, but – the other interesting things um, we mentioned, Damon Goolagong. he could be a really interesting pickup because he was—I know he's got the um, the pedigree in sports, and that would have helped him, you know, through the juniors. But he uh, was always touted as a pretty talented young kid. But he busted his ACL was it eighteen months, two years ago, or something like that? And this is sort of like his yeah, comeback. Yeah,
3: he had two in two years.
0: Yeah, and so he could be—you know, not not you know—putting NRL aspirations on him, but he could be a pretty handy player for Wenty. So that'll be cool to follow.
2: And then into the um, flagship. Game of the weekend, but was it voted Fox's game of the the round oh, yeah. last night, or did um, that fall to West
0: Tigers? Let me let me, let me get West? let me get on the the man that'll know. Keep talking, but I'll get the um the info. Yeah, oh well, so, I know
3: the the tigers were you know the Twitter hashtag was voted by the to the tigers for the team of the round.
2: Oh, was I'm it? Sure. Okay, that's that's what I was asking oh, yeah, for the so, Fox one. There you go. Okay. Yeah, unfortunately, the punters didn't get out out there and vote for us. But in any event, the final score, 36 to 16 for the Eels. A try score is double to Ferguson, double to Gutherson, one to Sean Lane, one to Dylan Brown. Um, three of those players getting their first um, try in blue and gold uh, in a regular f- uh, season fixture. Um, knowing that Sean Lane, he bagged one in the, the preseason. Um, then I'll just jump into some of the stats, which was, at the end of the day, it was 50-50% compl- uh, possession after the start. That's a great stat. Uh, only 72% completion for the Eels, um, and the stack flying around now is the Bulldogs have completed the most and had the least, <laughs> least error as best completion <laughs> been on the back team. of two <laughs> floggings. Um, All runs 173, but with that, we outgained the Bulldogs, who had an extra 17 runs by uh, 400 metres, 555 post-contact metres, four line breaks to two, 36 tackle breaks to 23, 256 kick return metres to 147, and the average play of the ball speed was four seconds for both teams. And then... um, other big stats: four sixty meters kicking, six twenty to the dogs, seventy five percent kick defusal with three force dropouts, and tackles three fifty one to us, the three twenty eight to the dogs, twenty three missed, three penalties conceded each, so six all up, and then seventeen errors is the big glaring one there. Um, I was listening to um to 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 Gus's podcast today, and on average in round two. Each game had seven less penalties than this time last year yeah. and it's done wonders for, yeah. for uh, I don't know if you get to got to watch all the the footy over the weekend, but it's just such open and it's rewarding teams that are physical are fit and are able to um, play some sort of ad-lib football rather than all this you know break in play and p- p- players starting from set. Um, starts, you know, from penalties or scrums all the time. It's just really good to have the ball in play the whole time and it's really rewarding teams like uh, Parramatta who are
3: using the ball. Well, um, absolutely, yeah, just more um, – less less dead ball time. Like last year, because we had a smaller pack than we do this year, we just couldn't compete with the big teams because they were just getting too many rests. Yeah. You know, so that wasn't any good for us. Now, you know, the refs are um, – not blow, have been told not to blow as many penalties and let the game flow. Sure, there's, a little, I think there's maybe a little bit more in the ruck that's been let go that wouldn't happen in previous years. But it's helped us a lot more. So and so whatever helps us a lot more, I'm all for. Yeah, well,
0: great, man. And well Graham Manisley was in the media sort of rightfully tooting the NRL's horns about those panelist statistics, Amish. And he cause he does that the post round review now, which is good to see from the NRL where he'll, you know, whether you rightfully or wrongfully agree with his decisions, he's out there fronting up saying, This is what we did this round and you know, these are the interpretations and here we're gonna here's what we're doing going forwards. And in that in that most recent one he was saying that the panelists are down that, you know, six or seven, whatever it is, figure, which is huge. Um, the mm. interestingly, the ball the ball isn't in play all that much, but there are a lot less rests, which is what we're talking about with Parramatta playing up tempo football and being able to exploit you know tiring defenses um, on that on the back of that. So I'm um, yeah really happy with the way they're interpreting the game. Um, Ham was right about you know sort of you get fans from both teams from the crowds banging for the odd ruck penalty because they're letting a the lot get away in there, but as long as they're consistent, that's the important yeah. thing. You know and- you know they're letting bo- if they're letting both teams get away with it,
3: well then it's not an and- issue because neither the team gets uh, an advantage out of it.
0: Then this Friday night's going to be really interesting to see that if they can still be consistent when we come up, come up against one of the you know the absolute heavyweight you know title dogs, um, or oh, title sorry uh, title contenders in the game, and see if we get the same sort of um, look in. But we'll get to that later. Um,
4: yeah, one, oh, yeah. Beating. On controversy corner, they said it was like down from eighty, like eighty less penalties from the first two rounds compared to this year yeah, last year. Huge. To so forty rounds, a uh, forty penalties per game, and. Um, a lot of the people do a lot, lot less um, shots at goals, so a lot more quick taps, which is – you know, I hate watching shots at goals. It's like well, We're turning into a yeah. rugby union, you know, so
0: like <laughs> – Take the two. It's
3: actually good to see it. Um, so, I yeah. think – Well, actually, rugby union have just introduced a
0: 40-20 rule, so they are becoming more like rugby – you know, it whoever the, thought that – The 40-20 is one of the – One rugby, the, one rugby, like rugby best league best would rules. make it more interesting. Yeah, one of its best rules. It oh, encourages
4: – or an organization, <laughs> to be honest, like – the South African teams don't want to go to Singapore so they refuse to play them and that's Racist. another spot. don't take
3: it don't, um,
1: don't take back it on,
3: back on the rugby league yeah. Yeah, yeah. Get, get
1: getting
3: us back right. on track uh, uh, Paramount um, Eagles <laughs> beat the Bulldogs 36-2 to 16 so I, I think I we,
1: think we, we,
2: you sorry you go well I, I just want to get us back on track I'm well, well, i was going to I was, was going to no, say I, I, say I just want to us back um, the, the thing, and we're all going to touch on this, is again, um, after last week, you know, uh, against Penrith, we lost a player in the bin and then that level-headedness to, to stay in the the game and the mental toughness, um, Bulldogs had everything go their way in that first 20 to 25-minute period, you know, touches of the ball, accidentally touching the eels, off-load um, sticking. you sticking. Know, Talking about ruck interpretations, um, whether or not it's a strip or a drop ball, I think Maker Civo was un- unfortunate on one of those. Um, and, you know, we just turned over way too much ball, gave the Bulldogs good field position, repeat sets on our line, and unfortunately it did lead to two tries. Um, but to then come back, turn that around and be very close to being 18 to 12 at the half halftime um, yeah, mark, but for not, a quarter. Yeah. Uh, to and, – and and I have to say, I know, I know it was a crap angle on TV, but I'm pretty sure that was forward from Gutho to, to Um But what, what were your takes on that That sort of that turnaround? And I think the big standout in that regard was uh, Dylan Brown, you know, once we got field position up there, putting in and getting those two repeat sets and then floating it out. And as um, – I think it was highlighted by – I can't – I think it might have been Andrew Johns maybe. I can't recall who. But showing that play that they're running the 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 Gutherson floating across the ball and then Thurston oh, the, the, hitting that hole. The parallel was similar
0: what it. we did the semi. we yeah, against Canberra. That, I think it was That's exactly right. Um, yeah. I think you I think you touched on probably the most compelling statistic at the very start when you were you know reading off the the important stats and that was that the possession ended up at fifty percent each. And um, that – and you you then went on to, you know, give Dylan Brown a credit. But it's – that that really reflects on the games that Mitchell Moses and Dylan Brown had after that opening barrage where we, you know, we dropped the ball and the dogs got a lot of the rub of the green and they dominated the possession in the territory. Moses kicked really well for the sidelines and Dylan Brown Mm. kicked perfectly in the red zone. And was just you know just put the pressure back on the dogs, just grind them back, get ourselves back into the game, and then we backed ourselves once we had the opportunities to score. And our, our red zone production, I know that in round one they were sort they weren't mocking us, but they were saying, oh, you know, Penrith defended twenty tackles, Penrith defended forty tackles. Yeah, Parramatta scored a couple of tries, but it could have been more. I thought our red zone production uh, against Canterbury was really efficient. Um, we always looked like a threat. Uh, we you know, and we we did. We we turned it into the Ferguson try, um, and then. And we, we we turned it into pressure, so we're doing we're doing a much better job there, and that's a big credit to both Moses and Brown.
3: Well, I was just about to say that um, our, it was actually I thought it was our kicking game that brought us back into the um, brought us back into the contest because our forwards were tired, and it was actually what we needed was kick to the corners, get a scrum, and then actually work from a set start there, in, get them inside their you know ten twenty metre zone wherever rather than, oh, shit, we've mm-hmm. got to score a trial, let's put on a fifth tackle run option, and then all of a sudden you're handing the ball back over on the 40, 50 metre line to them, whereas that's the difference between us this year and last yeah. year. Last year we would have tried to do that fifth uh, fifth tackle run. This year we are just going no, we need to kick to the corner, Need to get a scrum and then we work on the back of that.
0: And the uh, other so, player that needs um, a, a wrap there is Reid Marnie. We've, uh, I think, he oh, had two yeah. kicks out of dummy half, and they were both just pinpoint in the corner. And you know, d- it just takes that little bit extra pressure off your halves and, and keeps the markers honest and keeps the other team, you know, guessing. What, what's the option on the fifth play?
4: What did I tell you last week? Give me mean, a ben, dry track. A and we're going to see Brown have a party. And what happened? Yeah. Look, <laughs> look over to the Warriors half. First week, unbelievable.
0: <laughs> Second That's week, it Brady, get you know,
4: into he did nothing. What did, and what did I say? Browns just to slowly increase, improve each week. And what happened? His kicking game, the way he, you know, it was like, is what we needed. And he knew that we needed to, to get more, um, take put more pressure on the board. So just you know, chip to kick in in the in goal line, repeat set. And he's just, just the calm, the calmness between the ears of him. Like he's just. It's something. It's a breath of fresh air that we haven't had for a while. So, and we still haven't and seen we the best Leading again. up to
3: that first try was a um, force drop out penalty, force drop out penalty, and then we got the try. So, it was that four back to back sets that we got purely from our kicking game and you know our halves playing calm and relaxed and you know, we know what we need to do. So we're just going to go
0: out and do it. And we still haven't seen the best of him. That's the best part is that, you know, everyone's sort of raving about him in the media and they're already penciling him in for rookie of the year. Dylan Brown is, and I'm going to save his carefully because someone tried to call me out on my blog is playing within himself, not with himself, <laughs> within himself. Um, uh, and you know he he's just doing his job, and he's still got that much more to show, I think in the coming you know weeks and months as he you know grows in confidence and and that relationship which is looking really healthy with Mitchell Moses starts to flourish so really, really positive signs there, and you know we got uh, you know we haven't even begun to scratch the the depth of his potential
2: and I just wanted to touch on one thing at least from the call um, from Anasta. Uh, The beginning possession rate, I think at about the 20-minute mark, it was 75% to the the dogs. Um, And Aster, he obviously failed uh, first-grade maths. 100% (laughs) minus 75% does not equal the eels having no ball.
3: I don't, he, I don't
0: think he. I don't think he Let alone. In any
2: event, moving on to other positives from the game, Blake Ferguson. I thought he had a fantastic game, and you can really sh- uh, see his leadership on the field. Coming in, talking to to um, Moses, calming him down. He did that in the Penrith game. But then, when Gutherson went over for his first try of the day, he went and pointed at Fergo. And said, you know, this is all from you um, he's the alpha doing dog, some baby. of that, that, that hard work.
0: He's the alpha dog. He um he is like he the, the team is rallying around him. He, you know, he, Brad Arthur's saying he's a winner, and um you know, and he just he is talismanic. He's he's charismatic on the field. You know, he he makes big plays. He talks loudly. He gets fired up, and he holds everyone accountable. And you know, good play or bad play, he's going to be there telling you, you know, what went wrong and what went right. So been been really awesome for us. And I, mean, I think he would have much much better a game than he did against the dogs. Nearly three hundred meters, two tries, um, some big defensive and counter attacking plays. Uh, he's been fantastic. You know what, if
3: he doesn't get hit in the in the twins, I think he does make a hundred in three hundred meters
0: because
3: mm. he was down for a little bit there, yeah. resting his arm. Um, <laughs>
0: took the wind took the wind out of the sails right there. <laughs>
3: yeah, well, he, he threw up twice. Yeah, is, yeah. Um, So yeah, you know, it was sort of a five minute period, eight minute period where he was a bit quiet. I think we had two sets in that time. If he was right, he would have easily made 300 metres. Forget Tamalolo.
0: Well, we, we will and, be able uh, to forget Tamalolo for a while, thankfully.
3: And Ham
2: and my, myself, you know, we'll give ourselves a pat on the back uh, talking up Sean Lane. I know it wasn't the first uh, try of the, the game, but um, for him to have a, uh, a big game against the Bulldogs and but for a very unfortunate bounce, um, he may well have had a double as well.
3: well um, the, but the, again, he's reach. Was the one that got him the first try. He fell
0: over like a tower, too. Go, go, gadget (laughs) stages. The go, go, gadget mitts. Yeah. um.
2: And I was also going to say that that um, left side shape, again, of Dylan Brown and Sean Lane. Uh, it seems to – it's just so dangerous, you know, whether or not it's Sean running that unders long and um, Dill being able to skip out like he did on that, 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 jump that, that play where oh. it was Dylan to Salmon to Dylan. Um, that yeah, was sexy, just
3: fantastic stuff. Just the – even the step by Paulo on that, yeah, I think Junior, he's the underrated player a lot of in, that, there. in that little play. He just – you know, for, for a big man of that size to step off his right, and I'm pretty sure he stepped around someone that – it was caught flat-footed. So, it was Kieran Form, so you know, got, good on got him on. for having no, to step and get the path to deal.
4: How about um, when uh, that Dylan Brown's try? So Marnie comes off straight away. Salmon runs on first touch. He gets put for a hole for Brown. Like, <laughs> yeah, just the intuition to know I gotta be that this is on. And it it just it looked like it was like rehearsed, even though he just ran on the field. It was like so fluid and Salmon, that step by Art Brown. It's like Benji-esque. So
0: Salmon's probably probably hurt his chances of getting the starting spot, honestly, on the weekend because he came off the bench to cover Hoffman's HIA and then came, went back onto the bench at um, halftime to only come back and play really sharp out of hooker. So he's probably going to yeah, be I thought
3: there. He, he only had a couple of sets at hooker, yeah. but um, there was one there where he picked the ball up from um, dummy half and he sort of crabbed across the field. And I thought, I think he took the tackle, but if his outside men were up a little bit, there was a, Three on two, or, yeah. fourth, you know, there was, an was overlap, definitely an overlap yeah. there. And I thought, you know, if he gets his pass away, but his outside men weren't pushing up because they weren't expecting him to crab across field, I, I suppose. But yeah, really surprising from him out of dummy half. He Very looks good. this year.
4: Like last year, he looked it's
0: like a kid. There's a, there's like a, a, lot, kid of, there's a lot of players like that have definitely grown up over the offseason. Um, yeah. We've mentioned we, Murata and whatnot. To
3: 19 last year, turning 20 this year. So, you know, natural development is huge at that age.
2: And then some other points I wanted to 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 jump into: Junior Paulo playing big minutes. His first stint was thirty something minutes and doing a lot of defensive work. Um, and then, of course, we already touched on him, but Reed Marnie he had a whale of game as well. And then um, something we touched on before, but. If you remember a couple of other players coming in at, at at wing, whether it was Gutherson or when he originally came on the scene, semi, uh, very raw players. I remember Gutho was coming back from a knee, but semi, of course, hadn't played too much league. And Sivo, I know he's played uh, in reserve grade for the last two years and scored a lot of tries. Um, but coming up to first grade, it's a big difference and also with a new team. And he's had a couple of handling errors, but he's still pretty raw. Um, I think you've just got to roll with him, and you know, making a, a hundred and something meters from from the wing spot—that's something that we really missed last year. And having that double uh, workload between the two wingers to to alleviate—you know—if they're making 300, 400 meters a game, how much um, pressure does that take off your forwards? So exactly. I, I think keeping Sivo there, whilst George Jennings is going to be in the um, on the bench, or not on the bench. Sorry, on the extended bench, putting pressure on him. Um, I, I think we just roll with him for now. And also added to that, having um, an unfamiliar centre pairing in Josh Hoffman, as opposed to Michael Jennings, who's a bit better defensively, um, probably not last year, but in years gone by, um, will be a lot more help for him. And Hoffman, I, I think I was a bit harsh on him, especially in the first half. You know, that defensive pairing, they looked a bit at sea at times. But in the second half, when I watched the replay, I really noticed that he, he made it it, his mission, to run at Kieran Foran and absolutely bash him with his um, with his runs, which I think really blunted Foran and that that pairing he had with Raymond for Tyler Mariner, which sort of looked dangerous in that first half. And it really took Kieran out of the game and then left Lachlan Lewis to do... Or, or a lot of the um, the halves work and I think once we sort of got into our heads that we shouldn't give Lachlan Lewis half an hour to wind up to do the kicks that take <laughs> half an hour and actually pressure him, then we started getting some returns. All right, does anybody have anything else they want to touch on?
0: Um, Tim Manor, was, great Tim Manor was awesome off the bench, 140 meters from like 13 runs. So that's, you know, huge efficiency on a per carry basis with great work rate. Um, oh,
3: how good was, um, that, that's the best game I've seen. Kane Evans.
0: Yeah. Playing Kane in Evans played with a lot of, of intent. Or a lot of intent. He ran hard, you know, um, he tackled well. Um, I'm just trying to think, um, who else deserves credit. We gave rid money. Shout out. Quentin Gufferson was great. Um, David Gow
2: has really impressed me in his first two games. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, that,
0: that's the thing is that we've got players returning this week, which we'll obviously get to later, but how can you make changes to this bench? The guys are getting results. You know, Tim Mann is coming on for an easy 120 metres, you know, a game. Uh, Dave Gow has been really solid. And you got, you know, a useful, a really useful utility in, in Jamin. And and Kane's you know, pulled his finger out. You, the guys. No, I are, think
3: um, our bench was – well, you know, our three forwards on the bench were pretty lucky in that – um, when they come on, that's when we started getting a fair possession of the ball mm-hmm. and even overtaking the dogs with possession of the ball. You know, I think we've got to give a bit of sympathy towards Daniel Alvaro and um uh, and Junior Polo Tepai. and Tebi Moroa, who you know they had to do pretty much all the defense and um Tep thirty one tackles in forty four minutes. You know, that's that's unreal, and people are going to put shit on Tep and everything So the low the low offensive work are Looking for the attacking stuff. But he was an absolute
0: beast in defence. Well, I think we. Yeah, was, I, I was sorry, gonna, go. No, you go. I mean, you. Finish off, mate. Right?
2: I was just going to say on Tep, I was a bit frustrated at that that Dylan Napa trying the second half, and I'm sure BA is as well. Um, rushing out of the line to put a shot on, which left unfortunately he didn't get the shot, and it left Rude Money one on one with Dylan yeah, Napa. Yeah, one result three meters out. Yeah. Um, but other than that, yeah, Tep Tep was really good defensively. And it should be noted that, of course, he was in a moon boot last week. So um, him I, not having, you know, 50, 100 metres, I, uh, I wouldn't read too much into that.
0: I, I was actually going to say that we did a, a good Jason Tamelo game plan for Junior Polo hiding him in defence in that passage, but he still made 27 tackles. And, you know, that's that's awesome from your starting prop. And, he you know, on the way to like 130, 140 metres. No, they bumped him up to nearly 140 metres. There you go. So, you know. Man. He didn't even hide in defense. People realize
3: how much defense and tackling takes out of you. Like Taulolo, when he made his three hundred meters in round one, and he made ten tackles. Yeah. but that's because of the good game plan from the Cowboys. And that, that's not an that him in defense. But yeah,
0: but that that means you know, credit to Junior there. He didn't shirk the shirk the load in defense when the the pump was on us, and he, he managed to carry it out for like thirty five uninterrupted minutes, wasn't it? I know you said at the start he played thirty plus minutes. It was ridiculous huge opening stint. Um
2: so yeah that was only really and 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 Mitch Moses perfect off the boot as well. That was fantastic. Yeah, it was Hopefully they can keep that up with his goal kicking He gets his um his range finder um working. Um but the only negative I could have really was was that that um lapse in defence to let the Dylan Napa try in because I thought we'd defended our line quite well. Um you yeah. know it took a a, a,
4: kick, a, a kick shank and from enough, um, uh, Lachlan Lewis that and the
2: that really paid off. And then, you know, a try in the corner against, as, as we touched on before, the um, wing pairing, or a centre wing pairing of Hoffman and Sivo and, um, who haven't really played much time together on that left edge um, to get over in the corner um, and which... Gutherson saved the, the previous try, and then also that Gutherson <laughs> try saver two, um, where his boot was fortunate to lodge the ball out. Um, but I think that 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 was only the really negative I saw is that we just we had that lapse. Um, I thought it was pleasing that we really put the game to bed ten minutes into the second half. Um, you know, to go up thirty to, to twelve. Um, but I think BA really wanted to see them kick on and and not let another try in. And unfortunately, I did just have that lapse to let Narpa in, because um, I'll have to be better next not,
0: week. Not to get like you know exonerate them completely, but the inclement weather did set in in the back end of that game, and it started getting pretty greasy, which it, what, what contributed to the handling. error is not so much the the Dylan Narpa try, but uh, that's why you know the game sort of got a little bit sloppy at the back end, it was all about you know greasy drizzle that came down and, and impacted the handling of all the players.
3: Um. Yeah. Since then, we're talking about the negatives of the game. Um, if you're a fan of the team. Just go out there and cheer or boo, whatever. You're not a coach on the sideline. So if you're a, <laughs> so if you're going to support the team, don't yell out, "Oh, what plays on next" or whatever. Just cheer, all right? You're not a coach. Sorry, but it's it bothered me on when Sunday afternoon I had this idiot sitting behind me who thought he was a, a sideline coach or a trainer or whatever. Just shut up and cheer. I I can can respect that. I can respect
0: that.
3: End of that. End of discussion. Here we go. What's next?
2: Next is a little bit of news. (laughs) Um, So we'll start off with the, if you've got the drop ready for Dylan Brown. Anyway, um, Dylan Brown wanting to be a millionaire. Who Rocket doesn't idiot. want to be a millionaire? Uh, also wants to go
3: on a fishing trip too. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: tell you what,
2: tell you what the, not, general,
3: not invited general, the media have taken the bait. Hey. Yeah, I, I
2: think um, NRL media sort of hasn't caught up to it's. It's so funny when you know a lot of us here, at least myself, forty and Bertie, we um we follow uh, the American sports, and you know somebody's saying, "Oh, I want to go get as much money as I can." That's par for the course over there. But if somebody says it over here, it's it's a weekly news cycle. Yeah, um, so <laughs> it's, almost,
3: it's taboo to say I want money. Like, far out, settle down media. He's just 18-year-old kid, you know, barely done any media, and you're hounding him for a small offhanded comment, you know. And he, that's the thing. He felt so bad when those articles come out that he rung the coach and said, sorry. Well, that's it wasn't even
2: the article. It was after the interview finished, he rang up BA. Well,
1: there you go. Um, which,
2: which is a sign of the maturity of Dylan Brown. Like, I think he was trying to have a joke with reporters, but oh, yeah, again, that, be crazy, maybe in, in naive, uh, a bit naive in that he didn't realise that uh, any quote he's going to say is going to be
3: taken out of context. Well, that's and cool. that's, that's gonna be how scummy our rugby league journalists are, you know. You've got an 18-year-old worrying about what sort of comments he makes in front of them, you know. Get get a grip over yourselves.
2: Yeah, well, it's it's not just NRL media. If anybody saw today or dropping breaking news, uh, Bill Barr has given his um, uh, initial statement on the um, investigation into com- uh, into um, the the Russian collusion in the um, 2016 U.S. election um, and. Uh, He's cherry-picked a a couple of things out and used a couple of weasel words and selectively quoted parts of the uh, finding from um, Robert Muller, I think think that's how they pronounce it, or Mueller. Yeah, Yeah. I I see the Americans pronounce it as Mueller a lot, but either or, um, and and it's just a lesson in media worldwide, uh, misquoting, misreporting, and um, making final uh, or at least uh, making things out to be the be-all, end-all, and the final say on a matter when it's up, you know, it's grey, um, making it black and white. Um, but Dylan will learn from that. Um, I don't think there's too much to be worried about, although um, with any player uh, manager or player agent, they're going to be trying to get um, as much money for their client because then it means as much money for them. Uh, usually they run on the percentage model um, of, of how much they, they get from the player's earnings. Um, but Dylan, it's, it's very early. He's going to learn a lot. Um, And uh, unfortunately, he has a weird sense of (laughs) humour, as pointed out by his coach and his teammates. Um, But um, I assume there's going to be a deal done sometime uh, during the year. And unfortunately, given New Zealand's uh, illegal attempted poaching of Dylan Brown, uh, his manager's got some fixed numbers that he can work with, which are probably over what we'd want to be paying in the next couple of years. But um, it is what it is.
3: Yeah, you know, they talk about the report. I know it's overs what you'd want to pay, but if we got him for that price, geez, if he keeps going the way he's going, that's that's unders for a player of his potential,
0: and you know what he's actually already produced on the field. Birdie, you got anything to say on on Dylan's potential?
4: Oh yeah, uh, to the journalists, shut up, move on, <laughs> yeah. something shut else. Shut up, he was fake. Surely there's something like you know something else to write about, but just give the like the complaint about um. Uh, not getting access to their players why would you why would you expose your players to the toxic culture of journos like honestly man give yourself
1: yeah. a cup exactly stop right,
0: it get some help that's to the journos <laughs> <laughs> then on to the club
2: statement on Penny Terrapo, which came down today Paramadeo's club has fined Penny Terrapo 25,000 big ones and suspended him for two matches, which are, in brackets, already served, of the 2019 NRL Telstra Premiership for an alcohol-related incident that happened earlier this month. The club reached its decision following discussions with the NRL Integrity Unit and the RLPA, Rugby League Players Association. In addition, Penny has agreed to an alcohol management plan and the club will continue to provide him welfare and support. Penny has sorry demonstrated genuine remorse for his actions and the club is working closely with him to ensure that he has a clear understanding of his personal responsibilities so for penny um, no more drunken flights and no more telling air hosters says to come to Parramatta
0: <laughs> I mean they can come they can come watch us in the stadium that'd be fantastic but yeah don't proposition them please um, yeah that, that I mean it's probably a pretty fair outcome in the end I, mean, I imagine that is his final warning of the club. You know, having obviously had the DUI in Auckland that he didn't um, divulge to the to Eels. Um, was it last year or the year before? I can't remember. Year before. Year before. 26. It was 2017. There you go. Um, so, yeah, I mean, two games and a pretty heft- that's a pretty hefty find by way of NRL indiscretions. So he's um, much lighter in the hip pocket. And hopefully he's come back fired up looking to make up uh, for the, you know, the letting down both his team and the fans. And I'm, I'm not sure if he'll play this week because of the way the team is travelling 2-0, but... He's going to be, be a factor at some point in the season, and when that comes, he needs to step up to the plate.
2: Yeah, I, I think um, after the off season of horror, it probably wasn't the worst indiscretion, but it's just coming to time um, when any player indiscretion is going to be highlighted, um, like coming out in the papers this week um, with what, what was the the, the halfback up at
0: Newcastle? Oh, Mullen. Yeah,
2: yeah, Mullen. Um, and Mullen. you know it, it. It's it's not retired or former NRL. <laughs> it's uh, former New South Wales blue and um, one of the, the greatest Newcastle Knights players of all time in the media, you know, things just get dressed up like yep. that. So,
0: Well, that comes um, back to unfortunately- those weasel words you're talking about, doesn't it? You know, they, they find a way to get the spin or slant to maximise the exposure or manipulate the narrative.
2: Yeah, so ho- hopefully Penny does address that um, issue regarding Grog um, because it seems to be something that's that's plagued him at least in the last two or three years. Um, and, and he can really get his himself back on track because w- when he's been on the field, especially last year and then what we saw in the pre-season, um, he, he's really um, stepped up a gear and he's sort of come right at that time and I think we touched on it the other week when, when it first came to light, is that it, it would have been a shame if he had gone from the club at a time when he's just, after all that investment, he's starting he's to yeah. pay dividends. <laughs>
0: exactly.
2: Then on to the next bit of news, which... Um, if anybody's uh, been reading, it, I think it's Karianis. Car- 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 is that how you pronounce it? <laughs> hey. Michael. That's pretty good. <laughs> Michael C. Um, <laughs> but his piece on Steve Dresler um, yeah. over the weekend, uh, Dresler's an some, some, uh, 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 Eels junior that um, him and Forty have been around for a fair bit, watching him come through the grades, mm. and um, the amount of injuries that he's sustained – um, is quite frankly, it, it, it's it's heartbreaking to see a bloke that was so invested in football. And his, he was told by doctors that if he was going to get his ACL repaired and then try and play football again, they refused to do the surgery. It was that bad. Um, but Steve uh, Dresler is uh, continuing his work off the field. He, he, he helps out of school for, for children with autism.
0: Is that correct? Yeah, he's at Giant Steps.
2: Yeah, um, but... Those articles are well worth a read. I oh, think 100%. they did that the former the former Tigers player the, uh, last week as well. Um, and and talking about bad NRL journalism, it's great to see a series like this, which sort of highlights the the good in players and also addresses some of the the really um, difficult periods they go through. We touched on last week with with Nathan Brown. Um, having his uh, injury woes and, and what it had meant to him to be out for, for 12 weeks um, after a five-month preseason and injury affected 2018. Um, so it's really good to see that sort of peek behind the curtain and um, and and something these players are really dealing with as well.
3: Yeah, I, I well, yeah, think if, um, So you, anyone you, you gets get down to the Jersey flag games, you'll see Steve, he still works with um, the Fleet team. I'm pretty sure he's like a... He works the um, walkie-talkie in between the coach and the sideline. So, yeah, he's still there. He's still involved with the club. Yeah, you know, just heartbreaking for him and his family that this sort of stuff has happened. And, um, yeah, I just – I was I was in tears when I was reading it, you know, because I've, I've seen Steve since he was 18, just knowing how hard he's worked to come back from his first injury and then um, be told that he has – just can never play footy again. You know, it's just – It'd be heartbreaking for anyone to be told that you know he can't, you know he's been doing that since he was twelve. He's been signed up, so what he's been training to do, you're not you're not allowed to do it anymore. So you know it's it's the harsh reality of, of footy and everything. I just hope that you know Steve's all right in his headspace, and um, you know as long as he wants to, as he gets he has a job at Parramatta.
0: Yeah, I, you cannot speak highly enough of a of a kid like Steve Dresler. He's a straight shooter. Um, always tells you what's on his mind, and um, you know, and he's just a good, good bloke. Uh, I think we gave him a shout out a couple of weeks ago, um, along those same lines. When, when I was talking about the um giant steps um article that myself and Sixties did, and he is a phenomenal bloke. And it, it it's for all those you know feel good um awesome stories that you hear from sports. There's always the other side, and unfortunately, Steve is on the other side, um, and it's just unfair um would have been a heck of a player. Um in his uh, debut or um SG ball season for us, he was phenomenal, um, was unstoppable as a um as a red zone fret um, in the front row. And and unfortunately from there injuries just crawled him. Um, and that, that ACL, which is obviously one of the worst sporting injuries you can have, um came back a couple of times and, you know, and now his career got railroaded. So hopefully like Ham said he can stick around for the club um, as long as he wants. Um, He's a a phenomenal bloke to have around, um, you know, in the furniture and in the the sort of the um, offside um, admin sort of thing.
2: All right. Well, let's get on to some positive news, which will be the previews for the upcoming round of action, uh, both in the junior reps. I think we've got a country rugby league um, final match um, to be played in the um, under 18s, the the Laurie Daly Cup. Um, But let's start off at... um, where are the the women playing? Windsor Sports Complex. Um, so you're out if you're out in the the Hawkesbury, uh, Windsor over there. At well, it's really South Windsor. Um, Panthers taking on the Eels. So Panthers in sixth, taking on the Eels in third in the Tasha Gale Cup, and that's at ten thirty a.m. on Saturday the thirtieth of March. Uh, then the Harold Matz, we we touched on before have a bye, and then on to Saturday the thirtieth of March at. Why is this being played at McCready Park? That's a bit strange. Um, SG Ball Cup Eels in fourth, taking on the Roosters in twelfth. So, a uh, good chance for for the SG Ball um, young men to, to to bounce back from last week. So, do you guys want to touch on on SG Ball or
4: um,
3: no? There's not really much to talk about. I don't think there's been a few positional changes. Um, Toby goes back to the centres. Luizu back out to the wing. Um, good to see Sam Hughes back to starting. You, Jumped off the bench last week. Um, Yeah, just I think they need to. They're playing a I think eleventh place Roosters. So if they want to show that they're the real deal, come two weeks' time when the final starts, um, they really need to be putting um, the Roosters away here.
0: There's just no no ifs, ends, or buts about it. They they could be without the services of um, of uh, Dave Hollis. Potentially, it's a, it's a like a real long shot because he is named on the extended bench in the jersey flag, but uh, beyond that, like Cam said, this is you know a prove it game. They've got to bounce back from a bad loss and you know shore up their shot at um, finishing in the top four heading into the finals.
2: And then into the first finals match of the year for Parramatta in the Daily Cap Cup, uh, Sunday the thirty first of March at Harry Elliott Oval, Foster taking on the Western Rams. Um, at twelve forty PM. So, Western
3: Rams were in the other conference, weren't they? Or yeah, maybe... they're in the southern. Yeah, they're in the southern conference. Oh, okay. So
2: we must have got that wrong. It looks like they play second v second, and for oh, sorry, second v first between the two divisions. And then because North Coast Bulldogs are taking on Illawarra South Coast Dragons, so okay, that's how it works. Team one from the North Pool takes on Team two from the South Pool, and then vice versa. Okay. Um, But that'll be live streamed on the CRL's Facebook page and also on Bar TV Sports on YouTube. Um, So if you want to check out some of that country rugby league talent, um, you'll get to see Parramatta run around at 12.40 p.m. on Sunday, the 31st of March, um, because first grade will kick off early on the Friday night. Um, Then in the other New South Wales Reps, in the Shield, Guilford hours in second position, taking on Cabramatta in fifth position, 3 p.m. at McCready Park on Saturday the 30th of March. So I guess they start off with the SG ball and then get on to um, Shield at McCready Park. And then, funnily enough, uh, the um, first grade for Wentworthville Magpies, uh, sorry, Canterbury Cup for Wentworthville Magpies in eighth position, taking on the St. Mary Saints in second position, 1 p.m. Ringrose Park on Sunday, the 31st of March. Then we've got, as um, Forty touched on before, a couple of players coming into the flag. Um, They're making some changes uh, with the Eels in 13th, taking on the Roosters as the curtain raiser to the first grade, 5.40pm on at ANZ Stadium on Friday evening. Um, so are you gentlemen going to be getting down there for,
0: for first grade? Absolutely. Wait, are you asking us if we're attending first grade?
2: Uh, sorry, for
0: for uh, SG Ball. <laughs> I, knew what you, I knew what you meant. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, the, the plan is to get out for the SG Ball. Oh,
2: sorry, Wait. I've made a mistake. <laughs> That's Wenty Magpies taking on St. Mary Saints in the Ron Massey Cup. What, what's happened, buddy? In the... <laughs> In the Canterbury Cup, it's the Magpies <laughs> taking on the Bears, who are the feeder for um, Souths, and that's at 3 p.m. No, they're the feeder for
3: uh, the Roosters this year.
2: Oh, they're the feeder for the Roosters this year. Okay, my apologies. Yeah. They were the feeders for it the It was bear. at this moment. Uh, sorry, for, for the Souths <laughs> last year. up. Yeah, all good. <laughs> and they've got uh, Lachlan Lamb coming back down, so obviously it looks like. Um,
3: well, they've got the Lamb brothers, Lachlan and Brock. There you are. Right. That's, that's and the Eagles Australian
2: have Evan like French playing at fullback in, in that game, and it looks like Josh Bergerman's out um, and Rawa louis out as well.
0: Yeah, um, so they get a couple of boosts there. Um, they get The, um, the
2: had uh, sorry, the announcers had um, some some strange ways of pronouncing Ra Ra-Wa- it's ra Louis, isn't it? Yeah. Not okay. Ra Yeah, Ra is how they pronounce it. And I think I, I you know, I, I, I try my best with the pronunciations, but I thought I could do a little bit better, better
0: than that. <laughs> yeah, Reese Davies is back in the halves, which is a nice little boost. He's a you know, a solid I am um, about to say solid ISP, a solid CC tier player. Um and, and Kieran obviously makes the um the move to the halves full or well, not full time, but you know, provisionally at the moment with um the Mick Rubin at the hooker. So if Wenty played yeah. the way they did on the weekend, you know, as a sort of strong cohesive team, you know, team unit, they'll be in the mix. But um, I don't know. And the, the one thing worth mentioning here is that this is the first time this year that Wenty should have to the entire four players off the NRL shadow bench because they play on the Sunday and NRL play on the Friday, whereas the last two games have been on the same day in the same slot. So they, they didn't have access to all the players. So that means that um, what Oregon, uh, Hoffman – I know I'm spoiling the, um, the NRL bench here, but Oregon, Hoffman, George Jennings, and Penny Terepo are on the shadow bench.
2: And then, as I was uh, on before, in the um, the, the flag, he 13th taking on Rooster's third, 5.40 p.m. as the curtain raiser. A couple of players in on that extension, extended bench. Valence Harris, the only f- Fenua, are the big um, ones coming back in, and, and Tai. And then, as you mentioned before, David Hollis on that extended bench, um, obviously getting a, a bit of recognition for his work in the juniors. Yeah, and Oregon Kafusi not playing for for them this week. So just, just yeah. a reminder that Oregon's still um, flag eligible.
3: Yes. I think he only played because of um, – He was 18th man for the MRO. On the same day, he was on the same day, still listed in the 19. Yeah, yeah, was. I
2: think that's correct. So he could yeah. just get a couple – well, at least a little bit of game time under the belt.
0: Yes, exactly. Just keep him match fit. Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, Dave, yeah, dumb Dave, Dave Hollis, um, that's you know a nod to the potential that he's got and that he's going to be a factor along with Sam Hughes and a couple of the other SG ball boys probably uh, later in the season. Um, the fact that he's named first, you know, probably speaks to the pecking order that we're going to expect. So look for Sam Hughes if he's over his concussion to be the next cab off the rank in the extended bench stakes. Uh, but for the for the flag, they just got to get to their sets, get to their kicks, you know, and and just not shoot themselves in both feet like they did against the Dogs. Uh, the Roosters are, you know, usually pretty strong on the flag because of the way they recruit aggressively um, for the age group. But, uh, you know, the Parramatta Eels can be competitive. Uh, I'm not sure if they've got the game breakers, you know, if they're chasing points, it's going to be hard. So that's why they need to be playing high percentage football from the from the opening kickoff.
2: And then we'll jump into first grade, which will kick off at 8.05pm on Friday the 29th of March, which we've got three prime time games to start off the season. So... Um, that's that's nice. You know, the two Sunday matches and then the Friday night match, which are all on Channel 9. Um, so let's get to the team list. Um, the Roosters, they'll they'll be, you know, besides themselves. Instead of having five international um, in, <laughs> in, in their back line, they, they, they only have four. <laughs> so I'll start with the Roosters. James Tedesco at fullback on the wings. Um, Matt Balu taking over for the injured Brett Morris and Dan Tupo. Then in the centres, Latrell Mitchell, Joseph Manu in the uh, – oh, fuck me. In the halves, <laughs> Luke Keary and Cooper Cronk. Cronk coming back from last week, he sat that out. Uh, starting front row, you know, only two um, international forwards in Jared Waria Hargreaves and Sia Takiaho with Jake Friend uh, at hooker uh, returning after last week, sitting that out. Uh, then on the um, second row positions, Boyd Cordner, Mitch Orbison and Victor Radley locking it all out. Then on the bench, Isaac Liu, Zane Terevano, Puasa, Fumacil, Fu, Fu, Fu Silly.
0: That's is a it, rough it? one. I think I think you're on close to the mark there.
2: Okay. And, you know, just just showing how hard the Roosters is doing. Uh Current starting <laughs> uh, Blues second rower, Angus Crichton, playing off the bench. Number um, so 17, times, times are tough out at, out at the Roosters, um, but <laughs> they'll, they'll, they might survive. Um, and then the extended uh, bench is Brock Lamb, uh, kapoawa uh, Nat Butcher and Lachlan Lamb. Um, do we think there might be potential – I raised it in the Discord today that potentially – Mitch Orbison, you know, he, he's a bit of a Mr. Fix-It-Everywhere, goes into centre position, Joseph Manu potentially to the wing, and then, um, Crichton you into know, the they, bring, row. they bring in Crichton into the second <laughs> mm. row and then just grab somebody from their extended bench, probably Nat Butcher. Um, that, that, that's a potential
0: of happening. Yeah, that, but, that is definitely um, a possibility. It just, you know, it comes down to how confident they are um, in the um, Ikevalu, which I, I'm not really familiar with him, to be honest. Uh, no, but-
3: he's... He's pretty much similar to Sivo, uh, uh, 26 years old. This will be his fourth first-grade game. So, yeah, not much to...
0: Not much scouting. And about again, yeah. Uh,
2: and then the Eels getting some players back, but not changing the lineup, uh, but for the extended bench. Uh, sorry, except for Michael Jennings, of right. course, replacing yeah. Josh Hoffman. Uh, Clinton Gustafson at fullback, Makasibo and Blake Ferguson on the wings. Blake Ferguson in his first game against the Roosters since winning the grand final with them last year. Uh, Michael Jennings, a bit of a revenge game as well. And Brad Takarangi in the centres. Dill Brown, Mitch Moses in the halves. Alvaro, Junior Paulo starting props. Reed Marnie at number nine. Then the second row remains unchanged with Sean Lane, near kore and Tep Moroa locking it all out. Or what? what are the, what's the nickname for Tepper? It's the the Australian rugby. Coach. Oh
0: yeah, Mike uh, Chaker. Nick, uh, was it Mike Chaker? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, Chaker. That, the, the hairline is um, <laughs> exactly the same. That is like what a great nickname. That's perfect.
2: <laughs> um, then on the bench, and Salmon seems to be the new utility, with McRorie seeming to just be depth in case um, Reed does go, or if Reed were to go down. Then um, Tim Manner, Kane Evans, Dave Gower, so unchanged from last week, even though that Penny Terapo on the extended bench. Also with Oregon Kafusi on the extended bench, Josh Hoffman and George Jennings. Um, I think my first um, thought on that is we're going to be unchanged, 1-17 to 17 coming into Friday, unless
3: something really um, changes. Yeah, um, a lot of people saying, you know, bring Penny back straight back in, but... With the way our benches started the season, you can't, you just couldn't drop one of them. You know, I know a lot of people have, uh, or even myself, have um, strong opinions about Kane Evans, but uh, especially last week's game, he nearly ran for hundred metres off the bench. So, you know, you, you you can't. He's he's sort of played his way out of the team through the suspension because in the trials he played his way into the seventeen. No problems. He was he was probably the form player of the preseason, in my opinion. Um, But, yeah, then that comes out. And then, um, yeah, just with that two-week suspension, he's um, been forced out of the team with some strong performances by Kane Evans and David Gower.
2: And then just on the history, 33 games between the two teams – Roosters with 20, Eels with 12. A lot of those Roosters wins coming at the SCG, which seems to be a bogey. Um, yeah, thank, God,
0: they, for thank God they're tearing down the Sydney football stadium because that's where our worst thrashings at their hands came, uh, came Yeah, at.
2: sorry, not SCG, SFS. What
0: am I talking about? It's right next um, door. So. yes,
2: with the, um, the, the, the Liberal government returned to power over the weekend in New South Wales, it looks like that's full steam ahead to have um, the SFS uh, completely knocked down and rebuilt. Um, but unfortunately, the last three meetings, the Eels grabbed that win against the Roosters back in 2016, uh, but then have been on the end of um, a couple of drubbings, 2017, 48 to 10, and then 2018, 44 to 10. Um, so hopefully um, it's not history and we only go four points better this year. Um, hopefully we turn that round a little bit more. Um, so w- where do you see the difference being in this game? What's your – well, you don't have to get any predictions, but where do you think we have to win um, in this game? Obviously in the forwards looking at Roosters' pack, um, but um, what do you think we'll have to do to come out on top?
0: Our, our worst thrashings in recent times have come in the opening 15 minutes where we do not control our own possession and we constantly turn the ball over and just give the Roosters back-to-back possessions and they just sort of go length of the field, bang, bang, bang and they're up, you know, almost an, un, an unbreachable amount. So if we can just get into the game at the start, I think we then set up to be very serious, you know, competitors in that um, end result. Um, I think our forward pack can go toe-to-toe with theirs. Uh, Warrior Hargraves is, you know, he's like a, a good prop these days. He's not a dominant prop. Um, takiaho is like that. I don't know. Like, he's, he's a really good player, but I'm not convinced he's a, a great prop, if you know what I mean. He does a lot of his best work sort of slightly out wider. Um but yeah, it's sort of limiting their ability to get to their big attacking weapons out wide to fluke, Keery, uh, Latrell Mitchell and Joey Manu will be the key, I think. And um, and Parramatta will probably need Brad Takarangi to have a big game because he's matched up against Latrell, if I'm not mistaken. Is that, is that what we end up concluding?
2: Yeah. That's right. Yeah.
0: So, you know, if we if we just do a good job containing through the middle to, you know, restrict their, their ability to spread, we'll be there. And and Luke Keery is going to be the, probably the danger man that we're going to be keyed onto because he's in red-hot form at the moment.
4: Yeah, it'll we'll come down to the back line. Like, the four, I don't rate their fourth. Okay, they've got decent forwards, but I rate our ones better. And in terms of, like, uh, pushing out long minutes, our forwards can um, withstand it. It's going to come down to the back line, as I said. Um, You've got Teddy, you've got um, Manu, Luttrell, like, there are genuine superstars in that in that backline. Okay, we've got Ferguson, and like and Goverson, but like just got to hold. We just got to match them and because they're a big team naturally. Like from one to one to third, one to seventeen, they're a naturally big side. So just make them just kick early and chase, make, turn them around, turn those fours, turn those backs around, and just dig in for the first three tackles. minimize their meters, and then that's it. Like, um, yeah, that's it, really.
3: And make sure they're kicking to uh, So... Ferguson can take that second hit up.
4: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So just <laughs> also I think like those games that were getting smashed by them, like throughout the whole season, Roosters are on that notorious bad side with um, discipline. And whenever we versed them, they turn to be the cleanest team. Like they hardly give out um, penalties and errors. So like try to make it harder for them, you know, make it effort, like extra effort. So like just cut your discipline, just cut the penalties and we should be which we've been doing the first two games. Should be sweet, but
2: although yeah. Jared Sutton is in charge of this, and apparently, there's a conspiracy theory from the
3: Roosters that he, he is out to get them. Yes, <laughs> um, sounds like he's the right man for the job, then. Yes!
1: Yes! <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: but we do play this at ANZ, um, and it's really good tester for the boys. You know, um, it's only the third round in, a loss here isn't. Um, you know, it's not going to derail our season, or at least I hope it doesn't. You, um, but unless, it's, it's yeah. certainly um, not yeah. something that's out of the realm of possibility. Just looking on the betting, uh, $1.38 for the Roosters and $3.05 for the Eels Outsiders. Oh, wow. So the punters have, have come for the Rooters in this one. Um, but as I said, their last year's premiers, they've got an international team, um, squad from pretty much 1 through 17, Um and you know that, that they're missing the, the who was the winger they they scored from the the
0: UK? Oh, Ryan Hall. Uh, Ryan Hill.
2: Yeah, yeah, Ryan Hill, and also Brett Morris. You know, two uh, international caliber wingers out. Um, so um, it's early season. Um, a lot of p- p- uh, teams are going to, you know, be feeling around trying to find their identity, and I think the Roosters did a lot of that at the beginning of last season. If you remember, they had one good game and then one bad game, then one good game and then one bad game, and they were very inconsistent. Um, but then hotted up towards that run to the finals, and then their final series was fantastic, uh, culminating in you know pretty much beating the the Melbourne Storm in the first half of that grand final. Um, I know we won't be taking them lightly. And I guess our best hope is that they take us a bit lightly. <laughs> um, and I think the keys are to keep uh, their creative players um, quiet, which would be shutting down Latrell Mitchell, trying to shut down uh, James Tedesco, who always seems to have a good game against us, whether it was in Roosters Colours or, or, or when he was playing for the West's Tigers. Um, and also, uh, as you touched on, Kiri being in pretty good form, so trying to shut him down as well. Um but other than that, you know, we've just got to play our game, try complete our sets, and we'll see where we end up. But if it's a loss at the end of the day, um, certainly not, you know, something to go cry about. Uh, we really want to be uh, somewhere where we're about, you know, three, at least three wins from our first six games. And um, unfortunately, we've got a couple of testers, or fortunately we've got a couple of testers in the next three weeks, being the Roosters at home, last year's premiers, then the Sharks, which will also be at ANZ, Um, And the Sharks, you know, they're they're a bit sloppy on the weekend, um, but they just grind teams. And then the Raiders away who were a bit disappointing last week against Melbourne, but um, they they can also play a bit of footy. And then we've got to return to uh, the leader topping West Tigers at home on that round six game. But um, yeah, as long as we give a good showing against the Roosters on the weekend, all is not lost. So, Having said that, predictions, Birdie, first try scorer, final score, and anything else you want to add in?
4: Um, First try scorer, going to go again. (laughs) Uh, Hopefully he has a much more involved game this week. Um, uh, Full-time score will be Eels 19, Roosters 12, and um, I don't know, Fergo to go crazy. I I don't know what – I just want to – headline, Parramatta are the real deal, and enough of this um, BS that we're – the lower
2: half of the power rankings, Jamie Soud, of problem, so agree, mate. Fuck and thing. just on that 60% chance of showers, mostly in the afternoon, evening. So chance of a thunderstorm in the evening. So we'll have to, it might be a bit uh, wet down there. So bring your poncho, um, but sorry, next ham, uh, sorry, 40, 41st 40 and then ham. I'll go alphabetically.
0: All right. 30. I think, this is a case of the the head says the Roosters probably win, but the heart says go with power. So um, I'll, I'll back us for a uh, six-point win. Let's go 20 to 14. Um, Reed Money first try score. He, he catches the marker snapping and, and burrows over. Um, yeah, that's, that's about it.
3: And then him? Oh, it's worked for me the past two weeks, so we're going to win 32-0. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> You know, it mightn't be that score, but we've won both
0: games. That's right. The, the prediction. The prediction. That's so it.
3: we're going to win 32-0. Um, first try scorer will be Junior Paulo just off a crash ball on the left-hand side of the uprights. I
0: like how specific we're getting our predictions for the first try scorer.
3: It's because we're happy now. Yeah. Last year, it was just like, oh, yeah, we're not even going to score this year. It's just –
0: And it's obviously.
3: We're oozing with confidence along with the team.
0: And it's obviously a a reflection of the caliber of individuals involved in the number one Parramatta podcast. Yep. (laughs) 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 Exactly.
2: We are number one. We'll need a drop for that. Um, Anyway, my prediction is uh, 18 to 20, Eagles by two, which will be a penalty goal. And first try scorer, Make a Sibo to get his first try for nice. the Eagles in first grade. Um, I want to see the man. He'll be up against potentially the the um, the um, Roosters' non-international
1: winger.
2: <laughs> um, and plus with the return of Michael Jennings, that might help him out. Um, also Michael Jennings to get a try at some point in the night. Um, but we'll just have to see how it plays out. As I said, it's, it's not the end of the world if we lose. Um, but it'd be really handy to come in three from three to start off and hopefully be the only team undefeated at the end of the round. Um, but I think <laughs> the West Tigers, they've been um, absolutely kissed on the penny um, with their, uh, <laughs> their, their, their oh, um, shit. Uh, opening couple of games uh, playing the Bulldogs this weekend. So... Although, well, oh. to be
3: fair, we've played, what, 11th and 16th so far on the ladder at the end of this week. Pen- Penrith yeah, are oh, so. heavyweights,
0: though. Don't forget that. You That's know. true. Yeah, You've after
3: thinking-
2: they absolutely tailed up the Knights on the weekend and they have just put it up, Jamie Sowett's power rank. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, if we lose, like, as long as we keep it respectable, like, you know, one try game, don't blow it out. Like, you worked hard. You know, you didn't give up against Wagga Blank for that try. And you didn't give up with the... um. Montoya like just don't give up just keep stay in the fight and you know free uh, free, what's that free throw at the stumps you know just see how you go Yeah, against, yeah it's uh,
0: a Brad Alpha team. reference right there nice birdie yeah,
4: I'm turning into Michael Hooper not Michael Hooper James Hooper, James Hooper,
0: Hooper all throwing, throwing out all, throwing all, all the sayings and all the references yeah that's alright yeah. yeah unfortunately I don't think we'll be
2: the only undefeated team at the end of the round yeah he's taking on the Titans and Tigers are the dogs at West Tigers taking on the dogs and then storm up against the Premiership heavyweights, the Panthers, which is out at Carrington Park, which I think is Bathurst. Yep. Um, so um, lots of football to look forward to this weekend. Um, and fingers crossed uh, for the first-grade boys and all the other um, Parramatta Eels plays through all those grades, especially in the Country Rugby League final. And um, I hope you can tune into Bar TV and check that out. Um, I will be down at the game. Um, I'm not going to dog the boys this weekend and I'll try yeah, yeah. catch up didn't, with he, you didn't guys. Dog, he didn't
0: just dog, dog the boys, he dogged the boy. I had, I had three tickets laid up for him and he said no nah, sorry mate, miss has got more important things to do, which is fair enough, I, I'll forgive you this time.
2: Well they didn't get back until after four, I'm like I already had this <laughs> teed up to go to the football That's all good and, brother. You know, she, she was excited to jump on the train as well because like trains for kids are great and it's great if you're not doing the you know the everyday commute into the city, um, <laughs> trains are probably a bit <laughs> yeah, more exciting, exactly. Um, well especially on weekend when you don't have people pressing right up against you all in your personal space um, but um, I Will be out there on Friday night, um, and going to enjoy the footy on the, the the way home, and that's our first home game of the season too. So um, that's the other thing we haven't touched on. We don't um, get
0: Euro um, away anymore. wins
2: in 2018, and two from two so far <laughs> in 2019. Mm. So it's, We're it's on nice to get that away away win. Who um, do off our backs? And, and our- yet
4: yeah, West <laughs> Tigers start the season with three home games. Come on, man. Be fair.
0: Oh, but that's not such a bad thing because – We do get a lot of home we, games we, in the run, run to the end of the, the regulation season.
2: And, and also waiting for um, Bank West and not the West Bank
1: <laughs> Stadium <laughs> um,
0: to, to be opened. Yes,
2: we're not playing in Palestine. So um, uh, we'll um, – it, yeah, it's not the worst thing to have a couple of away games because that means we'll um, uh, bank some more games at Bank West Stadium. that? Um, well, that'll just about wrap us up. Um, as we said, go para, and um, hopefully we're celebrating another win next week. Cheers. Hey, hey, oh, what, hey the what the hell? What the hell? Oh, shit. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I got hey. a bit into it.
4: Uh, oh. Bertie, Bertie, what are you What are you doing? Uh, yeah, my Twitter is at uh, BeavetHeaven1. Um, so NBA talk, if you haven't seen, don't. Okay.
0: The Nurkic if injury? If you've seen
4: the Yosef Nurkic yeah. injury, oh, my God. Yeah,
0: it's pretty bad.
4: It, it, don't horrible. watch it don't watch it like I'm never going to watch basketball the same again I'm going to cover the bottom I just watch the rim from now on like it's too disgusting uh, oh I found a new pod besides this greatest pod we've got the next best pod it's called Surreal Talk Cults Conspiracies and the Paranormal and you know what my favourite one and is the, um, the Illuminati so yeah <laughs> check thought, that out I
0: thought you were going to go with Cults Conspiracies and the paranormal Reels there for a second <laughs>
4: This is why we have the pod, 40. Only only you could have picked that up. I've been staring at this pod for, like, last week and didn't get that till then, so, yeah. <laughs> 40.
0: <laughs> um, yep, yeah, forty twenty. As always, you can catch me and my boys at uh, thecumberlandfro.com and at Twitter at eos tct god that was a mouthful usually at this point i'd be plugging our awesome rave articles and all the cool stuff we did but it just popped into my head that if um blake ferguson was a WWE, wwe wrestler he'd probably be um good old kurt angle he's got the chrome dome the intense persona and most importantly he won an nrl premiership on a broken freaking leg
3: <laughs> i was gonna <laughs> ask you about the broken freaking neck
2: but that was uh, uh, uh. Andy, you can tell us what's happening in your
3: world um well after that I don't know if I if I wanna put the good name of Chubby Buns. I had a lovely hamburger after the um, after the game on Sunday. And if we've only got two more games before the finals left at ANZ Stadium, if you need a good feed, don't worry about the two dollar fifty sausage roll. Put that back in the in the little pie warmer shit that they have. Go to Chubby Buns on Parramatta Road, it's just across the road from <laughs> Um, Hill Street, I believe it is, or you know, that area. Um, 12 bucks get your hamburger, uh, two handfuls of chips with heaps of chicken salt, and a can of drink, and there's nothing better than that. And also, my Twitter's at Sandwich 22
0: To jump on what Ham was just saying, if we end up making the finals, you know, knock on wood, we'd only play the qualifying final and the grand final at ANZ, wouldn't we? Because, uh, Let's get this right. Bank West from what I Bank West yeah. Stadium is Bankfest. um, is, um oh, sorry Bank West. <laughs> it it qualifies as like a, a regional uh, stadium. Like it's big enough to host the regional element of the um the first two weeks of the finals.
2: Is it oh, okay? Um yeah yeah I, I haven't seen the clarification on that because I remember back when it was Parramatta Stadium and of course it didn't really matter for the for the period from when they brought yeah. that in. <laughs> um uh but that that we'd have to pay it at either the well, the old SFS or ANZ, but you'd think this year that that they would want it out at um, Bank West because mm-hmm. with the SFS knocked down, you really wouldn't want to. Like I know it's a throwback and it's retro and whatever, it, whatever it is at SCG, um, but gosh, that that'd be one. It's shit stadium to watch uh, NRL at. It is, and, and two, um, you'd have clashes with the AFL at that stadium too. So. What? I, I can't see them really wanting to, to play a lot of finals footy there.
0: All right. You want me to take us out with the play of the game from round two?
2: Oh, well, you haven't even got to Hamish, you know. You, oh, you God.
0: Well, you you tried to – hey, look, in my defense, you tried, to, you tried to skip the shout-outs entirely, so I suppose it's only fair that I try and skip your shout-out. But um, well, take, I've, take I've us – I've got a nice little take, one. Um, take us in, away, in with that, glorious leader.
2: You know, I I like to – you know when you read a good book and and the author lays some, some little tidbits there – and, and then you get, you know, 100 pages down the the book or 200 pages in you go, oh, yes, and, oh, and you get that, that recall. Yeah. And if you remember two weeks ago, I said there was going to be a bit of um, bit of news and, and and I'm going to announce it now is that, that Hamish is going to be a dad again.
0: Hey. <laughs> nice. Awesome, awesome news, my man.
2: So congratulations to myself on the sex. Yeah, hell yeah. And, um, <laughs> <laughs>
4: oh. So if it's a boy, Birdie, and if it's a girl, Birdie, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Birdie. <laughs>
3: you're
4: not oh, in the God, running, was,
3: I apologize. But Bert, Birdie and Birdie, oh, yeah. is that what you said?
4: Yeah, Birdie, B-I-R-D. No, hang on, B-I-R-D-I-E for the girl, and uh, Birdie.
3: <laughs> <laughs> we all know if it's a boy, it's going to be named Dylan. <laughs> no, sorry, Bo. It's going to be Bo, isn't it? Regardless of gender,
0: gender, <laughs> gender-neutral be enforcer.
3: <laughs> all right. Um, well, it's actually
2: going to be. Yeah, it's a name to. Uh, well, to
4: be confirmed.
2: Well, it, it's it's got a it's got a paramount of highlight in that it's our greatest coach of all time. Um, but to be confirmed, Jackie, when we confirm the gender. Um, so.
3: Stephen Gurney.
0: Go. Oh, God. Oh, hang on, hang on. Thank
4: the Kalos, when he's greatest coach. All right.
2: Um, at Parapodcast, forward slash Parapodcast. And 40 plays
0: out.
1: Play of the game. Salmon
4: hitting it up. And
2: now oh! he put him open. He's into the backfield. He's got Guthrie. Oh, oh,
1: Inside pass. Guthrie.
2: There we go. Lovely. All right. We'll catch you on the next Parapodcast. Cheers. Get to later. the
4: chopper! Okay. We, we all...
1: Raise the voices to the side.